Are you a fan of all things Star Wars? This is the podcast you're looking for. Welcome to the Star Wars Rant Podcast with your host, Brian Seddon, along with Chad Viz. Welcome to Star Wars Rant Podcast, episode number 49. I'm your host, Brian Seddon, and I am joined by none other than Chad Viz. Greets. Did you just hiss? It said greets. Oh, I guess maybe there's a little bit of a little, s at the end. We're having uh, lag issues here, I think, on my end. So so all I got was the S on your greets. Oh, that's, that's weird. Yeah, so anyway, but uh, we're, we're just going to roll with it. We'll just keep going. Uh, <laughs> but uh, thanks thanks for joining us. And, um, you know, right away from the start, there's a lot going on with Force Friday coming out, um, all the new toys and and merch and all that stuff. There's uh, there's a lot to talk about. But before we get into that, we said at the end of uh, last week's episode um, that we had a big announcement, and I think we're ready to make that announcement. Um, we have a new co-host joining the show next week for episode 50, and uh, he will join us thereon. And uh, this host is none other than Mr. David Mann. Yay. Yay! All right, so for those of you that have listened for a long time, you've heard Dave, uh, Dave Mann, on the podcast a few times. Um, on the debates, he uh, he lost to Chad, and came uh, in second place. Came in second place, That's but nothing uh, we're to be not, ashamed of. We're not going to rub it in. And uh, he was our scorekeeper on our Force Awakens predictions. Um, so I guess we're going to have to find a new scorekeeper because he'd be in on those predictions now. How, what about B-Nob, R.I.P.? I think he would intentionally score me bad. Um, Sounds like a plan. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so anyways, he's going to join us for uh, our podcast next week, and uh, that's going to be episode 50. Uh, we made it to 50 episodes, so great time wow. to uh, to have Dave come on as a full-time co-host. And uh, B-Nob is not, is not gone forever. He will still come in. Actually, uh, in our hearts... In our minds, we'll always remember him. <laughs> I actually, um, he's not dead, Chad. He's still alive. I <laughs> actually right. hung out with him, uh, uh, I think last week, whenever the Mayweather-McGregor fight was. Um, Afterwards, at his grave site, he left some flowers there. <laughs> no, still alive. Um, but uh, he'll probably come on, you know, like when the next trailer breaks or something like that. Um, he'll make some time for us, for this, us little people. So... In the meantime, this is episode 49, not episode 50, so Dave Mann is not here, so Chad and I are going to carry on with the podcast as intended, and as I said, Force Friday um, is actually today. We usually record on Thursday. This is, I'm being real transparent here, but uh, we're, huh. we're recording on Force Friday evening. Um, That's right. I had plans to go out on Force Friday night, and... Um, possibly buy some items even if if i wasn't gonna buy items i've just i didn't go last year and i kind of wanted to see you know what it was like but um some things came up i wasn't able to go um chad did you did you go out for force friday night at all like the midnight stuff no i was sleeping no in my bed so true fans here that are running this podcast we uh no just ones that work in the morning (laughs) and have things to Um, do Work in the mornings and have families and things, and we're tired and we need sleep. Um, (laughs) 
But uh, I was able to go out today. I went to, uh, I live in Northwest Indiana. We have this great store called Meyer, which is, um, for those that don't know what that's like, it's like a super Walmart is what I'd compare it to, except cleaner. I'm just going to say that. Uh, less crowded and uh, more cash registers open is, is the way I would describe it. Um, but uh, I went there actually uh, earlier this evening with my family to do some grocery shopping, and I snuck away from the wife, took the kids, and we went to the toy aisle. And um, I sent Chad, I sent you and Dave a picture. The aisle was wiped out. There was uh, all the Star Wars three and uh, three and three quarter figures were gone. Um, there was uh, I saw Kylo's. Uh, Tie silencer and his action figure that comes with it that was still there because of the price point I would imagine. Um, yeah. All the black series stuff was gone. I mean, it, everything was pretty much wiped out. So, um, have you gone to any stores at all, Chad? You know, I was going to after work, but I it didn't work out. So I I have not. Maybe tomorrow I'll swing in. I'm sure yeah. by now by then it's they'll all be gone. But yeah. Dave sent us some pictures. Yep. Down in Texas, up near the Dallas area, so nowhere. I mean, they got rain, but not the hurricane area. But um, he looks like he had a lot of success at Target. Yeah, he had. Uh, um, I mean, it looked like it was just like freshly stocked. Like there's uh, maybe there's no there Star Wars be, fans though. in that area. That could have been that they got wiped out, and then they the second shift comes in. You know, the night shift, yeah. and they had to put out the new the new ones and fill it back up. Well, so that was from Target, and and yeah, he had like all the three you know three and three quarters figures were there, the black uh, series figures. I mean, as like if you wanted it, like he had a picture of it on it. the shelf there. So um, that actually inspired me, Chad. I didn't tell you this. I went out a little oh. while ago before the podcast here, and I checked out my local Target. And, um, so there's a few things I'm looking for. Let me tell you what they are. Really. It's just the three and three quarter figures. Uh, we kind of collect those, me and my kids, we open the boxes and they play with them. They take them in the bathtub and everything. So I don't let them take the lightsabers and the guns in the bathtub, uh, because I don't want to lose those, but, um, but I mean, toys are meant to be played with. So I'm not like a, I wouldn't say I'm a serious collector because I do open the boxes, but we do have a shelf and, after they're nice and cleaned off from the bathtub, we put them back on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, we um, so that's what we look for. And I was looking for C-3PO, Chewie, not because he has a Porg with him, but because I just yeah, don't have right. a Chewie. Um, I was wanting the Han Solo and Boba Fett uh, pack, because that's cool. And then um, also Luke. Uh, those are the the key ones I was looking for. So I went to Target. I found C-3PO. I found cool. Chewie. There was only one Chewie left. Um, nice. But there was a couple. There's probably about three or four C-3PO's left. Um, I found the Han Solo Boba Fett. So I got yeah. one of those. No Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So uh, Target is um, right across the street from Walmart. So I went over to Walmart and just to see, you know, if if anything was there. Again, all the Black Series stuff was gone um, at Walmart. There's only a few of the three and three quarters left. Uh, no, no Luke Skywalker. So I think Luke is going to be the hard one to find in all this. It makes sense. 
Did you try GameStop by chance? I did not. I did not. Didn't have time because we had to start the podcast and I didn't want to make yeah. you wait. So, Chad, you owe me a Luke Skywalker no, three and three quarter action figure. That's not, that's not how that works. Um, but no, there's a, you know, there's another Target on the other side of town and Walmart. So, you know, maybe this weekend I'll, I'll get out and, like you said, hopefully they restock and, yeah. And, uh, we can, it's exciting. You know, it's fun. That. I mean, it's we're cool. big nerds for getting toys, but still, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun thing. I saw um, at Walmart they had some of the pop. They had two of the pop Funko figures left, and I don't really collect those. I got an Obi One that you gave me, Chad. But uh-huh. um, there was all that was left was a, it was a BB Eight, and it was a um, an old man Luke. But the old man Luke, oh. uh, I I had it in my hand, but then I didn't buy it. I don't know why. I kind of regret it now. But I noticed he was carrying a staff. Like, it wasn't a lightsaber. He just had, like, a staff. <coughs> so sure. I hmm. thought that was kind of interesting. probably Ray's staff. Yeah, right? Like, he's like, hey, you just, why don't you Hold just give man. me that from now on? And I'll trade you. use the uh, lightsaber. Um, but anyway, cool stuff, exciting stuff. I tried to do the uh, the AR thing, the augmented yeah. reality. Could not and? get that thing to download at all. So you couldn't get it to even download on on your phone. No, like you have the Star Wars app already. I have the Star Wars app, and I click the thing that says, uh, "Yeah, Force." What's it called? Force. Yep. Uh, find the Force. Find and the it, Force, and yeah. it says it's going to download and nothing, getting nothing. Did you connect to a Wi-Fi to do it? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, okay. Because I did my, I did that, and I did it probably on Monday or Tuesday this week, actually. Yeah. Um, so I, I wonder if it's everyone trying to do it at the same time, and maybe it broke, um, you know, which is possible. But that's that's disappointing. Yeah. So, oh well, what are you gonna do? Um, so anyway, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the toy stuff, um, mostly because you know when you get into these toys, you you do start to get some spoilers. Um, and we're not going to necessarily give spoilers away, but one thing I want to talk about is, um, you know, with new merch, like I said, comes spoilers and tops trading cards tops the list for uh, spoiler content. You should write internet articles yeah, because that's a good headline. It's a good headline, right? I did. Yeah. I did. I came up with that myself. Thank you very that's much. pretty good. Um, so anyways, um, so I, I started to read this article and I stopped because it gives the spoilers (laughs) in the article. So what happens is, um, if you're not familiar with the tops trading cards, you know, it's, it's pictures from the movies. Um, so obviously the last Jedi ones came out, so that's fine, you know, whatever. And you can get some things from that, you know, new characters, vehicles, maybe a couple scenes from the movies, things like that. Little spoilers, but nothing big. But the problem is they released a checklist of cards. And the checklist uh, basically gives the outline of the entire movie from beginning yeah. to end. Um, so like now the there's chapter select things... on your Blu-ray DVD, you know? Right. So there's some things that you'd have to fill in the gaps. But you can tell from the title of the, the, the checklist, you know, of each category or chapter or card or whatever they're checking off. Uh, what's what's going to happen. So we are not, we made a decision that we are not going to read that checklist to you. Um, did you read it yourself? I did not. I accidentally okay. saw like one thing on it and I was just like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to see anymore. It's too much. Yeah. That's and it much, wasn't anything yeah. that spoiled it for me. It was, it was real vague, but if I put it in context with everything else on the checklist, yeah, yeah. It, it'd probably be a spoiler. So, 
Um, so be careful of that if you're into the uh, top trading cards. I'm surprised they let that happen, to be honest with you. Um, Especially when Ryan Johnson came out and said, none of the toys are going to spoil the film. Right. Don't worry. Exactly. You wonder, you wonder if, you know, if he had any idea that this was going to come out. It's kind of like when, uh, when a soundtrack of a movie comes out. It's kind of the same thing. You know, it, it gives titles of different parts of the movie within right. the soundtrack for the songs, and it, you can kind of tell what's going to happen. I think that happened, uh, wasn't in Phantom Menace or something, and the soundtrack it said, like, Death of Qui-Gon or something like that. And, <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, so. I don't remember that, but that that makes sense. Yeah, so um, so be careful, folks. I mean, as we get closer, the spoilers are, are really going to start coming out, but that one's pretty bad. I mean, it pretty much gives the whole movie. So, um, But mm. fear not, we are not reading it ourselves at least i'm not chad said he's not right chad and correct i don't know about dave he's kind of wild uh he <laughs> might do it and just start i have a theory and throw these theories yeah, out. yeah i just throw it out there like his theory like it's his idea yeah. but in fact he read the, uh, <laughs> the plot checklist so um so there's that but uh so some other things snoke's ship um you know i actually saw this about a week ago, but it's, it's, you know, it's a little more talked about now. Um, his ship has been revealed. It's called, what is it called? Chad supremacy, the supremacy. So, um, what I'm reading this from is one of the spheros, an app used to control the spheros, uh, droid mm-hmm. toys, which we'll talk right. about, um, in a minute. But one of them is, uh, Okay. So there's, I guess we'll have to talk about it now. There's a new droid called BB-9E. He's um, he's basically like BB-8, except uh, he has a flat head, and he's black and gray, and he's evil. He's he's evil. He's, evil. he's an imperial droid. Yes. So um, his when you click on his his uh, comes with the um, supremacy ship flagship. It's the flagship of the First Order fleet. Um, it's basically Snoke's ship. Um, and some interesting things here about the Supremacy, if you read through these uh, screenshots from the app, it says the Supremacy is the main ship of the Supreme Leader Snoke. This massive ship is 60 kilometers in length. Um, I'm not good at conversions, so you can do the math. And is the sole mega-class Star Destroyer. It was well hidden, says Snoke kept the supremacy hidden in galactic obscurity by residing in the Unknown Regions star systems. Hmm, Unknown Regions, it's interesting, Chad. Yeah, I'm, ha- I'm trying to remember if in the Aftermath books, if they, I don't think they gave the name of the ship, but they do talk about the ship being seen from this these guys that are going there, um, basically... Hux's father, Ad, Admiral Hux, and, and one of the ladies that was trying to retake the the Empire. Um, and they talk about the giant ship that's out in the Unknown Regions where their destination was. I'm pretty sure they did not give the name, though, at that point. Yeah, but then wasn't to, uh, was it the Aftermath books um, that revealed the Emperor was, something was calling to him from the Unknown Regions? Right. So, so there you go. I mean, I... I feel like that's our first, I could be wrong, but I feel like that's our first confirmation of Snoke being out in the Unknown Regions. Yeah, I mean, I f- 
I feel like that's wild has widely been known, but I don't know. Maybe we that's just all been obvious speculation, right. not necessarily actually confirmed. I don't. That's a good point. Yeah. So I, I feel like this would confirm it. Um, it's the first order headquarters. The supremacy is the central command headquarters for the first order's fleet serving dual purpose as a massively scaled battleship this colossal ship not only carries stormtroopers into battle it also harbors ships and can build and fix ships on board that's impressive Mm -hmm. it's impressive um so the sixty kilometers is thirty-seven miles. Very nice job. You did that and that's in your the head, wings- right, Chad? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that's the wingspan. So the way it's set up is different from like your our other super super star destroyers or star destroyers. They were like tr- like an arrowhead. Um, this one's more like you know a straight arrowhead. This one's more like a they. I've seen it described as like a boomerang type shape. Yeah. So it's shaped differently, but the the wingspan is. Much, much larger, like the Executor, which I'm trying to remember who used the Executor. Do you recall off the top of your head? I believe it was the Punisher. Um. <laughs> Stupid. You're so dumb. <laughs> the the Executor, I'm, I don't think oh, it was I'm, Vader's. I'm looking it up. Looking it up. Wasn't it Tarkin or no? Am I wrong? I Let's see. Recall. Executor. Here we go. Yeah, the personal flagship of uh, Darth, Vader. Darth Vader. So it's one... It's one of the larger ones, and I have a graphic um, that I found on Twitter that says the Executor is 1.9 kilometers from back to front. So it's much, much, or is it 1.9 or 19? 19, sorry, 19 19 kilometers. So you basically could fit three of Vader's large Super Star Destroyers um, in the same space as the Supremacy wing to wing. So now, what's so the finalizer? Huge. Who uh, who is on the finalizer? That one I don't know. So they, you have a regular they, they, Star the, Wars destroyer, right? The graphic gives a couple different uh, ship sizes and gives like a, an example of what this one is. So the finalizer is even smaller. So the finalizer, uh, the finalizer was finalizer. in uh, Force Awakens. Kylo okay. says we will take him to the finalizer where. He will yield the map's yep. location to me. So it was so the... that's where he was at. Yeah, the, basically the Star Destroyer from Force Awakens. Um, and and you that one fit... is three kil- kilometers from front to back. So right. a lot more. And then your standard Imperial Star Destroyer, which is the ones you see pop in at a lot of the battles, um, is only 1.6 kilometers. So yeah. you could fit uh, close to you know 50 to 60 in the same space. So it's big. It's, big. it's a real big ship. It's real big. It's real big. It's um, huge. So, um, so we'll pick up on that in a second. It has a command bridge, obviously. Uh, the main command bridge it sits atop a massive structure located at the center of the ship. The command bridge allows for three sixty degree views, allowing for lookouts to see everything over the city like structures that line the wing of this colossal ship. So. And I've heard that before, that Snook was going to be on a ship that was kind of like a city. So here you go. This uh, this is that. Um, and then Supreme Leader Snoke, it gives a little tidbit on that. It says, the master of the dark side. Uh, it says, prefers to command from afar off, often appearing in colossal holographic form, looking down upon his followers. Um, so potential spoiler here, but I don't think it's anything big. 
However, with victory close at hand, Supreme Leader Snoke appears from the shadows to lead the First Order to potential dominance over the Resistance. Um, what I thought was interesting there, it says the master of the dark side. I don't know. Hmm. It's kind of kind of interesting phrasing there. It didn't say, um, you know, Supreme Leader Snoke, you know, uses the dark side or something like that. It says master of the dark side. I thought that was kind of interesting that it called him out like that. Um, so, yeah, big ship, big ship. So it's kind of like... Uh, do you think this is kind of like the Death Star in a sense, where where they're uh, gonna be the this is it? You know, in this episode that. we're going in to destroy the ship. I guess possibly that. I mean, maybe possibly. Or will they just have another Death Star type planet <laughs> station? I mean, you don't. I guess you really don't need a deep space battle station if this thing is able to build ships within it i guess they had they didn't really talk about what kind of firepower it has but i imagine it's pretty it's got a lot of firepower as well so maybe it has kyber crystal lasers on it good um so that's gonna be uh a big big deal i do know we'll see some type of battle on there um you know, according to some of the toys as well. So, uh, all right. I also, like I said, I mentioned that new droid BB-9E. Um, I don't know if there's anything else to cover on him, um, but uh, they did make a new, you know, Sphero toy with him that you can get with your BB-8. Um, it says BB-8 was one of the breakout stars of Force Awakens. There's a dark side version. Um it says director Ryan Johnson tweeted that nine E's on screen nickname was BB hate or H eight as in hate. It's kind of funny. Huh. Uh, so there you go. I wonder if we're going to see these two kind of like square off. You think probably that seems silly, but yeah. <laughs> um, so there you go. And then, uh, you know, I don't know how many, we're not going to sit here and go through all these toys that came out, but, um, Chad, if there's one that kind of sparked your interest, let me know. But, uh, you know, I, I will go through a couple that were interesting. One is, uh, making some big news. You know, the last Jedi has all the Lego sets came out. Um, yeah. And there's one in particular that, um, is massive massive that is the uh the new millennium falcon uh lego toy chad do you uh i can't find the uh oh maybe i do have it here it's um, 7500 pieces yeah. or just under 7500 pieces and it'll run you a whopping 800 dollars. 800 dollars. now i saw a video about it um and it's massive it shows these two guys like standing next to it this thing is huge um I think it comes out October 1st, if I read this right. Um, and yeah, it's $800. Obviously, it's a collector's edition. Um, man, I can't believe... I can't I can't imagine sitting there taking the time to build that. It would be cool, don't get me wrong. But it would that, take you days. Days, sure. without a doubt. My kid uh, 
we, one birthday we bought him a star destroyer and it it took it took like two and a half days maybe three days um yeah. and it and it mostly it became me building it <laughs> um but it, it was i have fun, a friend though. that has has the more the most the bigger the other millennium falcon that's the biggest one up to this point um we have one for carter but it's a smaller one um, I think it's the original trilogy one he's got. It's like, I forget how many pieces. It's over 2,000. It might be over three. And he loves it. It was like $400. And he's, the minute this came out, he sent me a text saying he kind of wants it. But it's really expensive. But they, they've actually, in this new one, apparently, they've done the inside. So, like, the other one is just a shell. Oh, wow. Like, there's nothing in there. Yeah. But they've actually done rooms, like the cockpit and, and different places on the inside as well. That is pretty cool. So, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, if you have the $800 to spend, which I don't think, I think they're already pre-ordered, sold out. Yeah. And from what I see, they're going on eBay for, like, thousands of dollars already. Um but that would be a real cool thing to th- to have. You better have somewhere to keep it safe, though. I tell you that. Yeah. So, well, the uh, the previous model sold out, and it was going um, on eBay for like six thousand dollars. So, you know, you could look at it as as an investment. You know. Yeah. Um, Flip it. <laughs> uh, but uh, so pretty cool. I will not be buying that. But if you do, <laughs> you know, you you are rich. Send us the stop motion video of you putting it together. Yes. Yeah. John Sue, I don't know if you listen, but if you do, yeah. you, I know you're a Lego fanatic. <laughs> this is has you all over it. Um, I'm just going to read through some of the Lego sets that are coming out. There's going to be a Resistance transport pod. Um, looks kind of cool. There's a, uh, a Scout Walker coming out. We got the TIE Silencer, BB-8. You got the Resistance Bombers. Um, you got the uh, First Order Heavy Assault Walker coming out. There's a first order star destroyer, so that is how many pieces? Fourteen hundred pieces, and that's probably about the same size as the one. Like I said, I got my son, and it took us two and a half days. So man, yeah, you're talking. This thing could weeks. take like a couple weeks. The Falcon. Um, wow. They got the big Lego uh, snappable figures coming out. Uh-huh, I don't know. If, does uh-huh. your kid have those, Chad? Uh, yeah, he's got a few of them. Yeah. So, um, you know, some cool ones there. You got Ray. You got the uh, um, the guards. What do you call those guys again? Praetorian guards. Praetorian. Chewbacca looks pretty good. Um, so, anyways, cool stuff coming out. Go to the store. Buy some of it. Um, so, again, one of the toys that came out, it made me, uh, it made me have a question here. It's a... Um, it's a first order stormtrooper. It's the one that have like the axe things, um, right? We saw those in the uh, the sizzle reel, I think. And um, come to find out, they are called executioners. And there's a little mm-hmm. uh, snippet here from, I guess, the box. It says the first order can only operate effectively with the absolute loyalty of its followers. Should any soldier be found guilty of treason? It is up to this special branch of stormtroopers to dispense final justice. So, Chad, would that not lead you to believe that Finn is going to face off with an executioner because he is guilty of treason? 
Yeah, totally. Uh, that's exactly the first thing I thought when you when you talk about being a trader, um, that he'll face this group of first order first order judicial, um, which is a, a strange wording, but that's basically what they are. Yeah, the executioners. I they're cool looking. I like the black on the helmet and the black kind of you know across the the shoulders there. It, it's a cool looking outfit. Yeah. So. Um... So there you go. Again, I don't think that's a huge spoiler, but that would be definitely something um, something to watch out for and see. So, um, all right, Chad, anything else on the toys? Anything you noticed that caught your eyes? Or anything that you're going to try to hunt down? Yeah, the only thing that I saw that I, I mean, there's a couple things. I wouldn't mind, like I said, getting a porg. There are lots of porgs. Did you see the ones that are like four feet tall? <laughs> Giant stuffed no. porgs. They're literally like those. four. I can't imagine how much it costs, but I've seen people... Pictures of people carrying them out of the store, and you can't see them. Like, oh. they're behind it. It's so large. It's like a lar- the largest carnival item you can win at one of those games, but bigger. And it makes the noises. At least some of them do. Um, so I don't want one that big. But I wouldn't mind having a small porg, maybe a, a pop figure or, or some kind of plush. Um, but I really want the Admiral Thrawn black figure, the six-inch one. Um, yeah. Just because it's it's unique. and He's a cool character. Um, ever since, you know, with being in Rebels and reading his book, um, I didn't read the original trilogy of his, which maybe I should go back and do just because I think it'd be cool too. But uh, I kind of want that one. Um, I did kind of search on Amazon since I didn't get to go out. And there still is quite a bit available on Amazon. Um, I did specifically look at the three and three quarters for you. Um, so you may be able to find a Luke that way. Yeah. Um, but they weren't like inflated and they were all, they were in stock. I saw some pop figures um, some of the ones uh, Dave sent us pictures of. I did see a Thrawn um, figure for the $25, which is what they kind of run for the 6-inch Black Series. Um, so, I mean, there are other options, too, if, you know, besides your store, you can you can check online. And you can also check the online stores for the Target and stuff like that as well. Sometimes you can find stuff there. But Thrawn is really the only one that I want, and then uh, a Porg plush of some kind. Is the Porg for you or for your children? My, it's just to have one because I think it's important. I think it's, I think it's something that you, is going to be hard to find because, like you said, it's pork mania, yeah. and so I kind of want one of those. Maybe because of the mania, I don't know. Stop! Stop! I just, I just stop don't even judging. know. I don't even know what to say. Just I, stop I picture me, you, you know? just well, you know curling up in bed. With your hey, Borg. you're the one that was at the store buying all these little GI Joe size figures, <laughs> so you can so you. you can play with them while you're in the shower. Don't, don't with act them. like you. I don't. like to put them don't on the act shelf. Like it. I like to put them on the shelf and yell at my kids in the shower. Put them back on. I the know. Shelf. They ride no, the waterfall. I get it. Okay. <laughs> don't that, judge me for code? my porgs. Is that code for something. Yeah, the shower. You know, it comes out of the shower head. It's a waterfall. Oh boy. All right. Judge. Um, so Mark Hamill, <laughs> Mark Hamill, Sh- shifting uh, gears, shifting gears, um, uh, gave an interview to CBS and rather than play the audio, I'm just going to read it to you because y'all enjoy me reading and I don't have the audio. So I um, love it when you read. So take it. Yes. My monotone voice. Here we go. Um, so no, some interesting questions. Um, we're, uh, we're thrown at them. Um, so he said, after all these years, how did it feel to be Luke again? He said, a thing that felt maybe wrong about coming back was the fact that the original trilogy had a beginning, a middle, and an end. 
But there's two ways of looking at that. On the one hand, it had closure, but if you look at it another way, it's the story of how Luke went from becoming a farm boy to a Jedi, and then the story ends. It would be like telling the story of how James Bond got his license to kill and became 007, and then the story ends. So, 100% agree with that. Uh, when you know when the trilogy ended, the original trilogy, I always wanted to know well, what next. You know, well, what's he gonna do now? You know, I wanted to see him rebuild the Jedi Order and. And I wanted the story to go on, and it didn't. It just kind of ended there forever. Right. So, um, agree with you there, Mark. So they they kind of prod him a little bit. So he had some hesitation. He said, uh, and then Mark says, uh, when they asked me to come back, it was scary. I thought, gee, it's hard to catch lightning in a bottle the first time. I don't know if this is such a wise idea. When we left, even if they were going to do a third trilogy, I wouldn't have anything to do with us it wouldn't have anything to do with us he said george lucas never said you're going to do three more he did mention maybe coming back and doing a cameo and handing excalibur to the next young hope this is back when we were doing the first one and i thought what is this supposed to be um so yeah he he did know that um george wanted to do the prequels um he's on record of saying that years ago even back in the 80s he said that um right but he did mention uh, there was an interview, and I don't know if we played it on the podcast before, but where he mentions at one point um, George did talk to him about maybe coming back in another thirty years, and um, you know, as as like a an Obi Wan type figure training the next mm-hmm. person. Um, mm-hmm. So interesting that he didn't bring that up this time, but so they asked him, "Did this feel like a different Luke to you?" It sounds as though. This is a darker version of the character that may be unfamiliar to fans and even to you. So Mark says, absolutely, Luke changed. I think more than other characters in the original trilogy, um, from farm boy to Jedi and training to finally a Jedi Master, what you're talking about is what really fascinated me. He says, between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, there's just decades of history that's unknown. So I was wondering how they're going to handle all this. He says, obviously, with Force Awakens, J.J. Abrams had a full plate. It was inedible, inevitable that they would push me down the line. He says, uh, I was sorry I wasn't able to work with any of the original actors again, but it's not about us anymore. In this new one, I was saying to Ryan Johnson, I need to know my backstory. It was kind of unclear. You read where he is now and what he's doing now and sort of have to fill in the blanks for yourself. So I did do a backstory myself. It's not about Luke anymore, so it's not really important, but I had to make sense of it myself. What Ryan came up with, I was stunned. So what he's saying there, obviously, is that you know when he was doing Force Awakens, he didn't know his backstory. He didn't know what had happened, um, and he just kind of had to figure that out in his head. And then when Ryan came along, that's when he got the backstory, um, and he didn't like it. Well, I just shouldn't say he didn't like it. <laughs> He he had some concerns about it, which are well documented, and we've talked about that. Um, but you know, this does this does kind of make me worry. I don't know about worry, but it does make me a little concerned, I guess. That you know, you have JJ. He did the first one, and he just kind of did it and said, "Okay, well here you go." And then Ryan gets to do the second one here, and he gets to make his own thing. And then you're gonna have the third, and they just make their own story up as well. So. 
Well, yeah, the, the pro- but it's well, all... But the problem I have is, like, so if J.J. did some things and you have questions about in the first one, you think, okay, well, in the second one, we're going to know why they did that. But really, J.J. then just did it to do it. He didn't have... He's not part of the second one. You get what I'm saying? So... Yeah, so you think he has... He There were no plans put in place or reasons to do the things you do to allude to something else. It was just... I don't think so. He just did it. I don't think so. Yeah, I think no, he just said, I, this I is what I came no. up with. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it's all still connected. I think he had freedom to do what he wanted, but... It, like Ryan Johnson said, he moved to L.A. for however long so he could be where the story group was, where the guys were, where the, the yeah, Pablo Hidalgo's and those guys. I don't know that they, that they flushed out the next one. You know what I mean? When they were coming up with some of this did. stuff. They, they've, got a, they've got a story arc to tell. They know the story. They know how episode nine ends. They already know. JJ, at least in I don't general. think J.J. knows. When J.J. was I think, When J.J. did Force Awakens, he didn't know how this story so ends. all he knew is what epi- his his episode his was he didn't know what would happen next he left he no. then he just handed the baton to ryan and said okay no, now there's no turn. way i don't yeah. there's no way not in a planned trilogy that he would be unaware of anything that would happen in the next two films there's no way i because you're right then it would be in a situation where he just does stuff and they have to be like all right we got to make this happen now because he did this no, I, th- I he may not know every specific detail. Those may get hammered out as we get further into the future um, and have the films being made. But he definitely had to have known the main plots. He had to have known the things he were doing, where they would pick up. It's not like he just was like, all right, and then Luke will say nothing. Your turn. What are you going to make him <laughs> say? Right, I'll do this. He I will knows. do this. I will bring supporting evidence next podcast, episode 50. So... Be sure to tune in for that with Dave Mann, and because uh, I think I'm right on this one. I think I think this is the way this has been put out. Huh. All right. All right. So episode fifty, I will uh, I will try to prove, prove it. my case. Prove it to me. And uh, if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. If if Chad is wrong, he will beg for forgiveness. I'll admit it. <laughs> I'll admit it. Um. So anyway, so that's all from uh, from Mark. Um, but, uh, you know, he does mention, you know, they kind of talk about Luke being darker and, and one could say, well, that's just, you know, him being in a bad mood, <laughs> um, not wanting to train Ray, but there's been some images that have come out or one image, I guess, of Luke and, um, where he looks a little dark. Would you not agree, Chad? He's wearing dark clothes. He's wearing yes, he is. dark clothes and he looks, uh. Stoic. Yeah, I mean it's almost it's almost similar. It's very similar to uh, Kylo's outfit in uh, Force Awakens. Like when you start to look at the, uh, you know, underneath the robes. There sounds kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you looking underneath robes, are you, yeah. Brian? So, um, so anyways, so what, last, are you, what are you trying to insinuate, Brian? Well, with this? I, I last podcast I mentioned that it's I think it's possible that we see Luke turn to the dark side um i remember you saying that crazy statement yeah so now we're you know we're getting some pictures where it it looks like a a darker luke a darker version of luke so um if i read the tops checklist i could probably find out real quick if that happens i'm not gonna do that (laughs) but um 
but again, you know, I think we're starting to see these images where it kind of alludes to to a change in what we've known from Luke Skywalker. I I think it's all part of the whole. It's part of it's part of the whole rigmarole or the whole you know everything upset up around the movie. They're gonna kind of mislead us, throw some red herrings, uh, make us speculate and think and talk about, which obviously is the main thing they want to do. Again, yes, he's wearing a black cape. He's got a black shirt or some kind underneath it. With the after effects in lighting, there's smoke behind him and there's a red tinge to the, to the you know, off to the side. Um, so they're definitely trying to make us think that he's going dark. But again, I don't see them turning Luke to the dark side after everything he went through in the original trilogy I mean, obviously he's gone through some tough times um, since then, but I still don't think there's there's no way there's no way Luke comes out uh, dark side, just isn't. This isn't a Game of Thrones type show movie where the where they they do backstabs and what you expect is the opposite. This these are these are fairy tale stories. The good guys win. They always do. They always will. This is how this. I'm not this saying ends. the good guys it's, won't end, but I mean. You don't take your number one hero, farm boy, hero. We took hero. Han Solo. We killed off Han Solo. He didn't have a happy but ending. But you didn't make him a bad guy first. He didn't have a happy ending. Was he not a bad guy? Okay, but you he, didn't make him a bad guy. He abandoned his you son. Take... He left his wife. That has nothing to do with turning Luke to the dark side. You don't take your number one hero, your favorite character. You even said you can't find his figure out there can't, in the white. Can't find it. Wait, he's in white and gray before, but now he's in black, so he must turn. You don't take your favorite guy and make him a bad guy. You just don't. You just don't. Not going to happen. We'll find out, Chad. We will find out. It's not. It's not. It's not unbelievable that they would do it. No. Yes, it is because that's not how these stories are told. It's in the realm of possibility. Sure. And and yeah, totally. Uh, porgs, John Boyega said it's going to be it's going to be a dark epic story i mean what what would yeah. be more dark because the, por- the porgs Turner. tart the <laughs> the porgs taught luke some force tricks and that's that's the dark stuff that's gonna happen you think they're all cute and cuddly but they shoot force lightning out of their tail what? feathers their... <laughs> so look out yeah it's dark it's, it's it's epic do you think we'll see luke use uh force lightning no because i don't think he's turning to the dark side okay let me ask you this though if he did use it, would he be able to use it out of the robotic hand? Probably not, right? <laughs> well, he probably could have the force lightning come out of the stump. <laughs> but he's got the hand on there. I mean I think it would catch his hand right. on fire. <clears throat> no, it's metal. It doesn't catch on fire. It would just it would just conduct the electricity. So technically, yes. I think technically if he was able to use force lightning, could still use... it would come out of the it come out of the amputated part of his fly hand. The, uh the metal the gears and all no. that stuff no just that's why you have you have lightning rods outside they conduct the electricity they don't doesn't affect the metal so he would have it come out of the stump and it would it would thereby conduct through all five fingers he may actually have more control over it because of his metal hand <laughs> and he would be able to use force lightning through the metal <sighs> android hand so he'd actually probably have better control over it it wouldn't be going off all over the place. So he's he like writing his name in trees with with his finger. Yeah, force lightning. Yeah, L dot S was here. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Um, enough of that. That's all I got for uh, uh, Last Jedi stuff. But um, we do have some, f- my favorite thing in yours, Forces of Destiny. Um, Chad was really excited about this one. Um, wanted to make I, sure it got on my radar. Forces of Destiny. Would it have had I not? Uh, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Finn and Han Solo will be appearing in Forces of Destiny. You're, uh, the show loved by six-year-old girls everywhere is now going to have Han and Finn in it. So... You want to add more? Yes, Chad? they're going really to be the main the it. main focus. <laughs> well, they're going to be the main focus of episodes. Brian is all upset because they put girls in his Star Wars as the as the leading role in these little cartoons to sell the dolls, which those are available on Force Friday, and, and he didn't talk about that at all either. They were, they were um, out before that, they right? But gone, they put another that. emphasis on that. <laughs> Neither were Paige. Anyway. Okay, they're making uh, other episodes where they are going to have Han be a focus of an episode and Finn also be a focus of an episode. So it won't. It's not all just girls. The men aren't just playing the secondary roles in all of them, Brian. Some of the men have have primary roles, like it's supposed to be, according to Brian. <laughs> well, just saying. Uh, you make me sound so chauvinistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's fun. All right, so um, we all uh, we all heard about the uh, the Obi Wan um, film coming moving out. Moving right along, <laughs> yeah, moving right along. Um, Obi Wan film coming out, and I think we all can assume that Ewan McGregor would uh, would return as Obi Wan. He's said he would want to. Um, he's been saying that over the past couple of years, and who knows? That may even been you know kind of what gave some of this the green light to, uh, to do an Obi-Wan film. But um, I'm going to play a, a, a video for you. This is, um, it's called Movie Accent Expert, breaks down 31 actors playing real people. Now, we know, um, we know that Obi-Wan's not a real character, but he throws this in here. It's from a dialect coach, Eric Singer. Um, and... Uh, in the middle of his breakdown here of all these uh, actors doing real people like Jamie Foxx doing Ray Charles and all that, he um, he throws in Ewan McGregor doing Alec Guinness doing Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, so I'm going to play that for you because, again, this is just a little fodder for why Ewan McGregor must play... Obi-Wan in the upcoming Obi-Wan film. So, you know, this podcast is high tech. So let's, uh, let's see if this works here, this audio for us. Ewan McGregor, Alec Guinness. Hello there. Yeah. Okay. I know we're cheating here. Obi-Wan Kenobi wasn't a real person. Oh, I don't think so. But Alec Guinness was. He can go about his business. And this is so iconic that when Ewan McGregor took over the role of playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, this is going to be easy. He had to find a way to do a convincing younger version of Alec Guinness. I have a bad feeling about this. 
I think he does an amazing job. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Part of the particular vocal quality that Alec Guinness had as Obi-Wan Kenobi. A more wretched hive of scum and villainy. It's all coming from opening up the pharynx. Millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror. Sort of stretching open the throat. Why? Suddenly silenced. And you can hear a lot of that as a younger version of it. I do hope he doesn't try anything foolish. In Ewan McGregor's version. I was beginning to wonder if you'd got my message. These are not your droids. Daniel Day-Lewis. All right. He does Daniel Day-Lewis. Huh. So, uh, so kind of cool. Kind of cool. You know? Interesting. I, I did not. I, I was mean, watching that just, you know, because it was on my YouTube trending, and then all of a sudden in the middle of it, you know, that popped out, and I was like, ah, oh, that's cool. So. Yeah. But totally. he does. Ewan McGregor does a great Obi-Wan Kenobi, or a great Alec Guinness. Would you agree? Yeah. I, yeah. It's he sound they sound like the same person just younger and older. He does I yeah. think it's it's spot on. I mean he even he even kind of looks like him. You know what I mean? Like what you like what a young Alec Guinness would would look like. I think. Um, sure. I could be completely wrong. If you show me some young Alec Guinness pictures, maybe he doesn't. But well, I would think he definitely yeah, favors. Yeah, but young Alec Guinness dressed as Obi Wan, maybe with the beard and everything, maybe he would. Hmm. So, so there you go, folks. Um, so if somebody tells you, you know, it could go on without you and McGregor, you just you just tell them they're wrong, and play that for okay. them. Okay. There you go, Chad. What? Make sure that happens. All right, uh, yeah, Chad. Why don't you done. cover some Han Solo news for us? Han Solo. Han. <laughs> Han Solo. He's German now. Yeah. Um. So, uh. Ron Howard, you know, I'm, I like the Twitters. I like to do the tweets, as Brian says. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's like Anthony Weiner. Uh, what? What? <laughs> Fact. Okay, that... Let's just... You should cut that out. So, anyways, Ron Howard, <laughs> he likes to tweet a lot, um, and obviously working on the untitled, still, Han Solo uh, Star Wars Story spinoff, um, announced on Twitter today the 1st of September, that Paul Bettany is working on the Star Wars Han Solo Untitled film along with him. Um, he, Ron Howard brings out the fact that he's worked with him three different times. Uh, he worked with him in A Beautiful Mind. You also know, uh, you know, or may recall, that Paul Bettany plays the Vision for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and has been the voice of Jarvis in the Iron Man films up to this point as well. Um, and the reason is he is working with the Han Solo movie now is because uh, apparently two weeks after this ha- this has happened, two weeks after they lost Michael K. Williams, um, who has been playing reportedly playing an alien species in the film, um, as his schedule could not accommodate the extensive reshoots yeah, this is, Howard uh, has been overseeing from the from the Wire, right? Is where he was popular from, I believe. <sighs> I yeah I believe so yeah. yeah that's where he is known from so whether I mean it seems to be that this is why Paul Bettany's there because he has not been here yet and Ron Howard is saying he finally you know the outer rim just got a little bit wilder and showing a picture of Paul Bettany so it's obviously he just started um, so you wonder is he replacing Michael K Williams um, in those reshoots if Michael K Williams was playing an alien you know there's probably a lot of CGI. Obviously, as him being the Vision, there's a lot of CGI involved there. Um, so he is f- well-versed in mocap 
uh, acting and things of that nature. So that could play right into his wheelhouse. Or he could just be doing some, something completely different. In the, in the photo that he's in, it almost looks as if he's in a robe of some kind. Like at quick quick glance, you may even think a Jedi robe. I don't think that's the case. Uh, but he's like in a white shirt and a, and a robe of some kind, giving a thumbs up behind Ron Howard. Um, so he may be replacing Michael K. Williams, or he may just be doing something completely different. No way to say. Uh, we'll have to see when the movie comes out. But I, th- I thought it was cool. Paul Bettany, The Vision in Star Wars. No, oh, it is cool. He's a, he's a great actor, too, so I'm sure you'll get uh, get some good stuff out of him. He does look like Absolutely. that picture. It does... Um, you know, it does look like a, a Jedi-type deal, but I'm sure he's not a Jedi. But even his hair, the way it's no. slicked back, though. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Uh, it's, yeah, it's interesting. So, um, Very cool. cool. All right, so uh, time for um, my favorite part of the podcast. And, Chad, I know it's yours. <laughs> Pablo's Tweets. Yeah. Pablo's Tweets. Pablo's Tweet. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. All right, so this week... Um, Pablo has been tweeting a lot. There hasn't necessarily been anything super interesting when it comes to Star Wars. Um, he did tweet out some things today regarding Darth Plagueis and Palpatine. Um, it was quite a thread, which I did not get too much into, so I'm not going to use that. What I am going to use is a retweet of Pablo, so technically still a tweet. So, Brian, if you like something someone says and they use their 140 character tweet to put it out there, you can do this thing called retweet, which means you basically just quote them in your timeline. That's called retweeting. It's fantastic. Okay. So just so you're aware. So that's what Pablo did here that. to... <laughs> that's what Pablo did here to Ryan Johnson, director of Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. So a week or so ago, Ryan Johnson went through a little quiz asking people to guess the Star Wars film with the most wipe transitions that Star Wars is famous for. The famous left to right or right to left, top to bottom uh, transitions to another scene um, because there's usually a lot of them. So he went through a, a quiz and people could ask or you know guess how many or who had the most. And his answer is here. He says the most wipe transitions in a Star Wars movie was episode one with 55 there are 55 white transitions in episode one i could see that there was a lot uh there's a lot going on a lot of backstory that they had to build up you know with the trades and the different planets and yeah know, and, and i think it was just george lucas really laying crazy. into the wipes yeah yeah um and then he continues to say to my eternal shame the last jedi is bringing up the rear with a measly 12. Wow. Measly 12. So, I mean, I don't know that that really matters. It's obviously there. So, it, that's important. And I think that's part of Star Wars. You don't see that too much in other... I mean, you'll see some of it, but not as used as much. I bet you won't find very many movies that have 12 uh, white transitions like that, that uh, Episode 8 will have. But... Uh, I thought it was a cool piece of trivia. Again, you want to learn some things that not many people know? This is the podcast to come to. I'm going to tell you right now. Useless trivia about Star Wars that make you sound like you know your stuff. Right. Except what Star Destroyer Darth Vader is on. Hey, because we, we found out. We didn't know that. And we should but have. we found out. And we apologize. And now you do. 
and we apologize. Uh, All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap this thing up. So, hey, um, I got to be better about promoting the Comics Cast at the beginning of this podcast, but be sure to check our, our Comics Cast podcast that we do. Um, we've been doing the Star Wars main comic from 2015, the Darth Vader comics, and um, this week we're going to be jumping into the Leia comic because what we're doing is we're going through them as they came out, um, and Leia's next up on the list, so that's going to be the next one that drops. Um, eventually, Chad, will probably get to um, where we're doing maybe a couple uh drops of the episode like every day um because we, we do want to get current with it and to where you know the comics actually are um so we can get current so um yeah, a couple of week not not a couple of day that right yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry um, okay good maybe Just maybe make like sure we weren't changing the schedule that i wasn't aware of <laughs> yeah no, a, couple, <laughs> a couple of week but um, but anyways, check it out. I've gotten a lot of good feedback on it, so um, good. You know, that's cool. Uh, so be sure to check that out again. It's, it fills in a lot of the gaps of the story. You know, it's interesting. I listen to some of the other podcasts, and they're always like, "Well, you know, what about this?" Or I wonder what happened here. Or you know, how come this happened? And I'm like, guys, it's it's like in the comics. Like if you read the comics, a lot of that story is already told. It's in there. So. Um, so we want to bring that to you so so you know what's going on in the Star Wars universe because it is canon and we like some canons. Um, also, join us next week, episode 50 of Star Wars Rant Podcast with Dave Mann and his big appearance. He's going to be stoked. He's going to have a lot of special things for you. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't okay. do that to Dave, should I? <laughs> No, um, shouldn't But anyway, we're excited to have Dave uh, join us full time starting next week um episode 50 um so be on the lookout for that be sure to come back and hear it in the meantime i think we're done here chad any last words goodbye that's it have a good week bye thanks so much for listening to this episode of the star wars ramp podcast with your host brian Seddon, along with chad viz follow them on facebook at star wars ramp podcast and we'll catch you next time